www.entertainment.ie I love the way you say film. Hi, you're very welcome to the film show. Um, we're back filming. Back filming in it with cameras and everything. Three of them? I'm, I'm with a crew with Charlotte Reed there and even producer Dave. Hi, hi. Do you know which camera to look at, by the way? Do I look at that one or do I look at that one? Or do I look I at that you, one? I don't think you're meant to look into the camera. You're not, you're not generally supposed to address <laughs> the audience, Brian. That's, a, that's that. a general rule of thumb. Anyway, for this show, we're going to look back. We're going to look back at, I was going to say 2015. <laughs> what year is it? Why what I was going to say, why I was going to say 2015, I have no idea. Anyway, 2018, we're going to look back on the films of the year. And maybe ones, Brian, like that you didn't enjoy very much. Oh, yeah. There was a lot been, of those now. There's been plenty of them. Plenty, plenty. In fact, there's even an article about the ones that I didn't like. So, Is there? What does this article say, Brian? Well, this article says Entertainment.ie's worst movies of 2018. Um, I didn't need the name of the article. Like, I was like, yeah, what's the content of the article, somebody Brian? Somebody can search it on search Google. Um, yeah, what was the worst films of the year? God, where do you start? Like, I mean, obviously Fifty Shades Freed. Because it's just, this was the last one of it. I thought so. that was a phenomenal film. Enjoyed it immensely. Why are you lying? I'm not lying. Why are you lying? I'm trolling you guys. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why are you lying? <laughs> that's um, what I do now. Now that I'm not a critic anymore. See, this is it. Like, I'm one year, like, we're off doing, not filming for months, and then yeah. I drop my thing. Like. But to be fair, Brian, you do uh, plenty of television. Yeah, and, I know, yeah. You know, but, you should, should know how it works, Steve, shouldn't you? Yeah, should but know like, how it I, works. I, I, we don't normally do it in this kind of thing. Can you still hear me all right, yeah? Yeah, you're like seven feet away. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Cheers. Um, yeah, no, worst films of the year. God, there were so many. Um, I, mean, I, that, I, I know the top five by heart, if that's yeah. any help, because I actually you, do you read know, these things do you, before do you we know, Do you know his, his, the, the entertainment.e top five, yes. so it's not Brian's top five? Well, we kind of... Well, it was amalgamated. Yeah, it was kind of a general okay. consensus, especially between us on the top three. Yeah. I think that it was a general... Did you try your way around? Uh, no, 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 no pretty really. much we were solid on the top three. Now, okay. not on the top five, because I haven't seen four and five. Yeah. And just to run through them. So your number five was The Happy Time Murders. Oh, gotcha. You I did a great seen. interview with the puppet, though. And and to be that, fair... That interview went really well. It and did. it's really funny. It did. It's and in funny. fact, and this is a YouTube comment. I didn't say this. A YouTube commenter said this, that the interview we did was actually funnier than the entire film. So there you go. I don't know. So what you're trying to say is you're funnier than Melissa McCarthy. I mean, in this in this one particular context, someone on the internet thinks that, yes. Sexist. Anyway, do you want to sexist? What, what else was there? Or was the girl in the spider's web? Oh yeah, this this film, I just thought this was. <laughs> He's absolute... counting it down for you. And they're like, yeah, yeah, duh. <laughs> Bad, bad film. Every time it, it comes back, it's like, oh, God. Uh, uh. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, Girl in the Spiders Web. I thought this was muck. I thought it was... And like, the thing of it is, to like, clarify you, brilliant actress. You only need to look at the crown to know that she is really, really talented at what mm -hmm. she does. Fede Alvarez as well, like, you look at Don't Breathe. I mean, I know some people don't particularly like Don't Breathe. That you produce it, I didn't say I didn't like it. I just said it was a film. You felt indifferent <laughs> I didn't towards know it. it. It was just there, chewing gum for the eyes. Well, at any rate, anyway, uh, Fede Alvarez is a talented director, but like I think the fact that the fact that like they were trying to basically turn the character of Lisbeth Salander into this sort of like you know female James Bond super agent, whatever you want to call it, more just, sexism, more casual sexism from Brian. Lyle. How is how is that? It's like how is that, Deirdre? 
Please help me here. Do you, I, do I, you I, got I, enough I, cameras now that we can do the gym to the office? Look, every time Brian does something. He just do just do like a... <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I thought I thought I thought it was absolute muck, and I just thought like the the storyline was ridiculous, and they just completely underused really really great actors like that Vicky Cripes, who people know from Phantom Thread. She's in it for one scene. Um, that actress whose name I've forgotten now, I think it's Sonia My Love. She was Love in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Oh yeah, she's great in that. Yeah, I've forgotten yeah. her name now. Whatever it is, but she's a great actress and she was brilliant in Blade Runner 2049. Completely underutilized in this. Even Claire Foy as well. Like she just. All right, let's move it on. You didn't like it. Didn't like it. Have you seen that one? No. No. And I've no interest to see it now. There you go. Brian's scathing review. See, I'm at the point now, right, guys? Right. I know this is a film show, but I'm at the point where I only go and see films I want to see. Mm. It's marvelous because I enjoy most of them Mm -hmm. because I've literally bought tickets to see them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Well, see, that's what's kind of so nice is the fact that like. Of our top 10, Brian actually, you know, sat down and watched them all. I've only seen like the top three. And I think number 10, I'd seen Robin Hood, which I don't think was the worst. Oh, by the way, yeah. Anyway. Where were you going with three stars? In that? Where were you going with three stars? In Get a grip. Anyway, actually, um, incidentally, Robin Hood, The Happy Time Murders, and The Girl in the Spider's Web were among three of the biggest box office flops of the year. So they so shared Brian's that in a, common also. So Brian is the voice of the people. I guess so. Guess so. People, person. Number three was Fifty Shades Freed, which we've kind of already gone through and yeah. said. Yeah. Uh, again, again, I enjoyed Fifty Shades Free. It. <laughs> right, it. I just think they're hilarious. I think they they're, are hilarious. I think they're so bad, they're amusing. And they, yeah. I, like, I paid to see it. And Did you really? Yeah, I thought it was very funny. Like, obviously, it's not meant to be funny. Because yeah. I remember you went to see, like, Fifty Shades Darker, and you were honest about it. Like, yeah, I went in kind of, like, half-cut, like, and I was laughing the whole way through. Yeah, like, it was hilarious. Were you drunk when you saw Fifty Shades Freed? I might have been. I'm drunk right now. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, so my, my, I just thought it was ridiculous, but, like, I felt bad for Jamie Dornan for the first two films. Yeah. And then I was like, look, he's doing all right. He's you doing know, fine. Look at him. He'll be grand. He'll yeah. do some other hard-hitting BBC slash RT series and people will think he's great again. As, as for the moment, just take the money. Just take the money. It was yeah. so ridiculous. The, I like the villain guy who uh, looked like Bradley Cooper, but if he was on a Mills and Boone cover. There was hilarious. There was a bit, in the, I think it was a bit at, at the end of the, the second one where he was like taking a cigarette and he like burns it through the whole <laughs> yeah. He grows some stunt stubble as well. Oh, deadly. Like it just It's like this perfectly formed stubble. And uh, the whole thing just, I thought it was hilarious. Fantastic film. Rent it, stream it, <laughs> and laugh your balls off. Yeah, I just really it. hope people don't take it in any way seriously because some of the misogyny uh, well, is so... Well, who, well, who takes like it? Annoy- like, it's frustrating, you know? It's it's aggravating. It the makes mi- me angry. The miso- what, like the, the... Like, especially in relation to her job and everything and how controlling he is around it. I mean, like, obviously the relationship stuff, we're used to seeing it, like, through, the, through you know, all three of the movies. But even the way, like, he kind of controls her yeah. job and when she gets a promotion and stuff, like, it's so messed up. Sorry, like that's, she, no, but that's, yeah, me, no. that's me being a woman. No, but it's true. Like, it's, 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 <laughs> How dare you? No, but it's, it is weird Like where he, he like literally buys the publishing house and then makes her the publishing editor of it or something. It's yeah. like, Jesus. Like, I mean, okay, everything Hello? women get in their lives, which is good, comes from men. Yeah. Fuck that. We work hard. Sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to curse. Well, you we just can, did. Well, you just right? did, so. We can bleep it. I, oh. can, just see, I can just see everybody just like, oh, crap, yes. I have to bleep that. 
It's just adding add more and more to the edit. How dare you? Okay, he gives a couple of your worst of the year. Oh, actually, I agree with the top two. So I'm okay. going to go for those two. Two was How to Talk to Girls at Parties. And this stars Elle Fanning, who I actually really, really like. But this is just a complete mess of a movie. I don't know if the guy so was like trying to do like some artsy, fartsy thing with it. But just there was no connection with any of the characters. It's just kind of weird looking and disorientating and just kind of it's quite repulsive and ugly at times to look at it's basically about this alien this kind of a this group of aliens that come down and they're supposed to i don't know are they eating humans i can't is there a collective now for a group do. of aliens like a cackle of aliens what's the you collect now i don't think there is but like yeah i just a bunch of aliens an invasion like of aliens that would that makes sense but it's, it's a bit good. aggressive yeah. it's a bit aggressive it's just a genuinely ugly movie. Yeah, wasn't yeah. a good film. And what was number one? Number one, which we both agree on. And in fact, when we were coming out of this film, we were pretty sure it was going to be number one and nothing has surpassed it. And that is Mile 22. Yeah. Ooh. Really, really like, bad film. I hated, and I mean hated Mile 22. Like It was so like aggressively artistically bad. Like, and I know like- It was so poorly made, poorly edited, poorly directed, poorly acted. Everything about it was just bad. Yeah. This reminds me of that that highlight reel that they have of that movie show that's on TV, where they have a clip of you and like, our viewers don't hold back and it's Dean Malumby going, boo, it's crap, or something like that, I'm (laughs) paraphrasing. You don't mess around, do you? That's what I'm saying. You don't mess around. You cut straight to the chase. Well, we are talking about the worst movies here. So That's very true. Was Den of Thieves not there. this year? Den of Thieves was this year, but I kind of put it a little bit higher up the list. Like, Why? It was number six. I think I put it up the number six. Because yeah. there was a lot of crap films like, <laughs> that, that just took its place. Like, I'm just going to be honest with you. Yeah, like Mile 22 was that bad. It was like, I don't think anything's going to top The crap this film top five was a hot, like a hotly contested. Oh, it was. Oh, it was. It genuinely was. Like, it was really, like, I was, like, there was a lot of thought put into it. Like, I would argue probably more thought put into the worst of the year than the best of the year. Just me, no, just because, like, with a lot of, you know, the best films of the year, you're kind of like, it was definitely this. It was definitely that. It was definitely whatever. You could just see what some people do and just say every film is the best film of the year. Best film of the year so far. And then that just clears you. You don't have to say anything else, yeah. then, you know. But I think it's interesting that we were in such total agreement of like the three worst films, yeah. whereas our like kind of top films or favorite films of the year were kind of so disparate. Also, yeah. it's interesting that critically we can both recognize when movies are just purely. Yeah. Bad. Okay. So let's let's say if we can get three, and you know, I'm, you're saying there's there's a bit of a disagreement between the three best films of the year. So you, you the two both of you didn't necessarily agree wholeheartedly on the three movies of the year. Right, am I right? Best three, best three films of the year. Oh, no, like Entertainment Guy E collectively has its top of the year, but did you just have different films? No, what we did, we see, this is it. What we did for it this year, which was what we did, what we haven't done before was, was that. Brian made this decision as a movie's editor. He took control and he made this well, no, well, like artistic I, choice for the article. No, what I did, yeah, what we did this year, rather than what, normally what we do every other year is, is basically myself, yourself, and, and we just basically sit down and come up with the one agreed upon list of the year. Um, this year we did something different. We basically said, right, I'm going to do my top 10 of the year. Deirdre's going to do her top 10 of the year. And then James W. Anderson and Stacey Crowden, who helped us out with reviews, they were going to give their top 10s of the year. So we basically had a li- four lists of top 10s. And that's how we basically worked it out rather than coming up with one solitary list. Solitary? Okay, Dee, what what's your third favourite movie of the year? Tully. Tully loved Tully. Love yeah. Tully. It's a gorgeous film. Oh, it's so it's so beautiful. I've only now I've only seen it once. I do have to go back and watch it, but I'm also kind of like, 
God, that's like putting myself through another emotional roller coaster. You know, I've just like I've said it before, but I'll say it again. It's I've never seen a movie more beautifully and honestly portray motherhood just as honestly and as brutal and everything as it truly is. And maybe like because I'm like the eldest of five and I've seen my mum kind of go through you know, raising the kids and everything. It just really, really touched me. So yeah, I love that one. In fact, all of my top three I picked because like they, okay, this is going to sound really cheesy, but it's true. Like I was genuinely moved by them and they genuinely had like a really deep emotional impact. Yeah, well, I mean, that's so. that's why I would have a favorite movie of the year or what mm -hmm. I think is the best movie. If you have a visceral response to it yeah. or it reverberates, you know, yeah. makes you feel all warm and tingly, Brian Lloyd. Mm. What was your third favorite film of the year? That's a good question. Um, I want to say it was Ladybird. You're doing the camera to look there, aren't you? Yeah. Um, I want to say it was Ladybird. I'm going to say. Your job. I'm going to say. Yeah, like I wrote this like about like two weeks ago. All right. I'm not asking you to write anything. I'm just asking you what your favorite. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll say it was Ladybird. I'm almost certain I put down Ladybird. I know what my number one of the year. Is, See, but... I disagree with the way people do that now because right. it's Ladybird came out last year in America. It was That's eligible true. for the Oscars in twenty whatever the movies that came out in 2017. I know it came out in Ireland technically in January, but it's silly and it makes the list look dated. It does. Give me another film. Okay, um, another film, <laughs> like they were all, like to be fair. They're also great. No, but like there was, okay, another film that I had on my list uh, was You Were Never Really Here. Wacking okay. Phoenix one, the one directed by Lynn Ramsey. I thought it was incredible. And I, I I don't think a lot of people had it on end of year list, but I thought it was just... I didn't catch it, to be honest. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's like... It had a small enough release. It had a really, she's yeah. a great director. She's yeah, a fantastic yeah. director. But yeah, it didn't really get a big release. And it's kind of a shame as well, because like, I think it got it released around March or April, which is completely out of season for any of the Oscar films. But I tell you right now, had that film been... Had, had it been released in a more awards-friendly part of the year... Um, think it, you're going 10 to 2 or you're reversed. Doing 10 to 2 or whatever. But yeah, if had it been released, <laughs> had it been released in a more awards friendly season, it would have done way better, I think. I think people would be talking about Whacking Beans for best actor. He's talked too much smack about the Academy, I think. Hasn't to be he? fair, like he, yeah, he's, yeah. I, like, I mean, I can understand in a way, like, I mean, he does have complete disdain for it, like, and I get that, like, it, it, it is like a lot of crap, like. But, um, no, I thought it was brilliant. I thought his performance in it was really well done. And like, <clears throat> it's a very taut, we love that word. It's, it's a really weird. taut film. Like it's literally 97 minutes long or something like that. It's very short, but like at, when you're watching it, it never feels rushed. Like it yeah. feels like it's moving at exactly the pace it wants to move. But also as well, I think is, you know, it's a film where you, when you're watching it, you can see that a creative decision has been made in every scene. Like the way that Lynn Ramsey sets up every scene, every part of it looks like it was designed to look exactly like that, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know the way some directors, they do, and it looks very kind of improvised, and it's just like, oh, the camera just happened to catch that. Mm. Now, when you watch You Were Never Really Here, every part of it looks like it was specifically designed for that moment. Really kind of like, like early Ridley Scott stuff. Like, I think it looks really like that. So I loved it. That was incredible. Uh, Producer Dave, out of three films you saw in the cinema this year, or was it one? Oh, heavens. <laughs> uh, you went to see A Star Is Born. I saw A Star Is Born. I and he saw, saw Infinity War as well. Bohemian Rhapsody, I saw Infinity War. And I saw Aquaman this week. <laughs> oh, God! Oh, yeah, he was texting me when he came out of Aquaman. Yeah. He hated it. He I'm not, not to put words in your mouth, but he hated Aquaman. You just I hated words. it, yeah. yeah okay, I, saw, um, I saw Aquaman this week as well. And? That says it all. I don't know. I can't. I can't to tell if it's 
the stupidest film I've ever seen or the smartest. Like it's it's so nuts. Yeah. You know, and it's so weird. I mean, she weaponizes red wine at some point. Yeah. Like she makes stabbing weapons out of it. So it's just it's a very weird movie. There are some things in it I loved, like I loved um Patrick Wilson. Yeah. As Orn is he is our brilliant. buddy Patrick. He is. I thought he was very poor. Really? Yeah. I thought oh. How dare else. you? He's our friend. <laughs> yeah, I've said it. Can't unring a bell. Actually, well, I don't know if he is our friend because Brian ruined it first. I didn't ruin it. I didn't ruin it. I invited him here. I invited him on this show. Patrick, if you're watching, buddy, next time you're in Ireland. Actually, and switch off because producer Dave's about to tell us what he thought of your performance in the film. I know. I thought he was about as good as he could have been, but it should have been someone else. I think mm. he was miscast. Yeah, well, he's worked with James Wan a bunch, hasn't he? So that's probably it. And the film in general was really poor for yeah. me. Well, I liked the underwater actual like effects. I thought it looked really cool, but there were some bits I didn't like about it, like Aquaman and your one Mira as actual characters. Like they were like completely two-dimensional, threadbare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even like Aquaman should have some kind of consistent characterization, but he's like the jock in one scene, and then he's stupid, and then he's smart, mm. and yeah. he's just all over the place. Yeah, you know same, what I mean. Yeah. Also, they say about him bringing the human world and the underworld together about five times oh, in the yeah. film. They just rephrase it slightly. Yeah. Oh, no, it's like, ridiculous. Oh, it's, I think, it's like you mad. said there, he was going from character to character. It was like t- one minute he was being inspired by uh, Hemsworth playing Thor. Then mm. the next minute he was like Paul Rudd playing Ant-Man. It was like, yes, it was all over the shop. Exactly. And as a film, I said it to Brian the other day and I think I might have said to you that it's like a superhero movie that was made ha- with the person making it having a no knowledge that Marvel they were making films for the last 10 years. Yeah. It yeah. was just, it was like it was like Thor. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's exactly what I thought watching it. I was like, okay, it's great that DC have come to this point, but Marvel got there about 10 years ago. Yeah. 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 Mortal for DC. Mm. Absol- absolutely mortal. mortal. Let's talk about Infinity War for a second because mm. uh, I didn't like that. Yeah. Okay. It was in my top 10. Yeah, it was in my top 10 as well. like Seven yeah. or eight? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was in my top ten as well. I want to say it was up at the high mm. Why though? Um, I think it was a testament to how you can kind of take, you know, literally, you know, two, like a decade of films and amalgamated it into one story and have it make sense. Ooh. You didn't think it made sense? No. Well, like, I mean, I suppose... It wasn't just that it made sense, but that it actually had heart and yeah. character and like it really like that finale even alone just completely kind of blew me away i really didn't see it coming and i was genuinely like what's what's happened yeah. what's happened to all the characters i love you yeah. i was really really yeah upset. but at the same time you also realize the vast majority of them are going to come back because this is a franchise and yeah, sequels to those films have already been announced but in the moment you don't know that in the you moment when you're watching you it did. you don't you didn't know to be now. fair like i mean to be fair the, it, this is and this is the thing a point that people may forget is that they actually didn't announce any of the sequels until a few months had gone by mm-hmm. after uh, so like, no I, I know i know you're you know you're thinking that's a lot of crap that's a lot of crap but that is, at the time, nobody knew what was going to happen after Infinity War. No films had been announced. Even in terms of like that visual effect and like the kind of sound like yeah. fading, the way they did it, like 
it just felt like they were completely like vanished, just gone forever. And there was something really kind of traumatic about seeing yeah. that, you know? I mean, like I like what I said of You was, have to place yourself now back into when you first see it and when you're watching it in that moment, because that's yeah. how you feel then. I, I felt since, like I wanted yeah. to wanted it to be over so I could leave. You don't well, like fair superhero enough, yeah. like, I do, I love Deadpool too. It's in my top three of the year. Yeah, but you only really like Deadpool. Like, like what other superhero movies do you like? Ever. Yeah, I like the I like I like the first Iron Man. Thought that was fantastic. Um, I actually like the first Avengers movie. It's all just a bit much now. I thought Wonder Woman was good fun. Yeah. Mm. Like Guardians of the Galaxy a lot because it has a bit of panache, has a bit of personality. Yeah. As the Thor Ragnarok, um, even though I didn't think that was as good. Yeah. But like it's when directors or filmmakers make a decision on a tone or on uh, on a, on using humor or not. Like mm -hmm. you were saying, the issues with Aquaman that it's a bit all over the place. That I like films more generally yeah. speaking yeah, that's I think when, they, when I think when they have that kind of budget I just think I mean I get what the Russell brothers were trying to do obviously I had to build to this massive thing they split it into two movies anyway I just thought there was too many characters and it was way too muddled I don't know how they could have made it and had it not be that mm. and it is technically you know really it's impressive it's, it's technically yeah. really really impressive but I think the uh, the second Captain America movie that they directed Winter Soldier. I, thought, Winter I think that's, Soldier, yeah, I think that's, that's one. one of the best in, mm -hmm. in the entire yeah. series because it's they went for a real 70s espionage vibe yes. with it and it worked brilliantly mm. that's what I thought of that you should see though Into the Spider-Verse I think you'd actually really like it yeah. I think you would yeah, yeah. okay uh, so what was your second best film of the year Brian Lloyd just that actually just I, think, that. I, th I think it was uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was it actually I think it was so high yeah. up yeah so you was. had it number five, I believe. Oh, who got the <laughs> list open? Great, what did I have yeah. down as number two? Well, the one you were going on about there a minute ago, you were never really here, is number six. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. Top three. <laughs> Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was number five. Right. You're number four. Do you want to hazard a guess? Not a clue. No. Mission this Impossible is Fallout. Mission Impossible. Yeah, Mission Impossible time. Fallout. I knew it was that. Yeah, go on. What was, number, and what was number three? Number three was Michael Inside. Michael Inside, yes. That was a great one. That was a great one. That yeah. was a yeah. brilliant one. That's it. Michael Inside, Lady Bird, and then Mandy. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. I remember now. Came back. See, I knew you knew. Yeah, it was you all just needed it. to be told. It was in there. <laughs> you just needed to tell him the list. It was in there. One after another. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Michael Inside, yeah. No, we had Frank Berry in here. Do you remember um, when Michael Inside was, was uh, on release? Um... I honestly believe that Michael Inside is probably one of, is probably, if not the best Irish film of the decade, it's certainly up there. Yeah. In, in my mind, like, I really genuinely believe that, you know, Michael Inside is the kind of film that should be on, like, the Leaving Sir mm -hmm. Prospectus or whatever. Like, I really, Syllabus. Syllabus, sorry. Curriculum? Yeah. Curriculum. Um, but no, I, I think it's a really, really important film. And I think what Frank Berry does really well is... It's not about like taking something that Irish people are ignoring and shoving in your face. It's more that he basically humanizes something that we as Irish people tend to ignore or certainly forget. Like, mm. And then makes us acknowledge that these people are human and these people do make mistakes and that they are deserving of our compassion. Like, and it's done in a it's done in such a subtle way that, you know, like it acknowledges the fact that the character did something wrong. It acknowledges that fact, but then it says, well, okay, did that guy have a choice when he did it? Did Michael have a choice when it happened? And also as well, mm. you know, what were the prevailing circumstances? And like, why was it that he was in that situation? Was it just because he lived in that area? Maybe it was. 
why was he in that area? Well, he came from a broken mm. home and just the fact that but he, they don't shove that in your face. Exactly. These are all just thoughts that kind of come to you as you're watching yeah, the film. Exactly, you know, it's yeah, exactly. It's so subtly done. Yeah, it's so subtle. Like it's just so smart as well. Like the fact that, like Dee was saying, like the fact that it's it's there but it's not in your face. It yeah. just allows you to kind of think, okay, well, that's why that happened. That's why that happened. Um, and I just add to that as well. I've never seen a more authentic portrayal of prison life ever. Like you see, like have the you been, the big, have you been in the big house? No, but I mean, look, you see... <laughs> I just don't want you said it. <laughs> These are, yeah, kill, kill the guy. <laughs> no, but I mean, you see like the likes of Green Mile and Shawshank Redemption and other movies, yeah. you know, and, and they're also kind of over the top and stuff like well, this. Well, they're king, they're king so, adaptions, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, but generally in like Hollywood, you don't really see kind of what it's really like. And even like there are so many kind of little moments like when he initially goes in and the guards mm. are the, just that bit gentler with him because they know that he's young and they know that even though he's showing not showing it that he's scared it's just so beautifully done you know yeah. I really like Dublin Old School as well yeah um, I thought that was that's that's one of my best of the year anyway certainly uh, I thought it was beautifully made I thought it was invigorating uh, you don't often see characters like that conveyed on film either because it's been a bumper year for yeah. Irish cinema mm-hmm. in really has. Yeah. I know, we have, I'll have ch- an article coming out actually Ooh. on Irish film we don't, have, we don't have Charlotte Reid mic'd up but Charlotte you're going to see the play Charlotte has nodded for those. <laughs> uh, there is an affirmative for nod. For those at home. Um, and the play is phenomenal as well. The play is, I think, it's in Project Art Centre at the moment. So, yeah. depending on whenever you watch this, but it is a phenomenal film if you haven't seen it. I'm sure it's available to stream slash download. As Brian looks around the room, like he's trying I to remember say something. Yeah, yeah, of I course say it, it is. It's out on DVD yeah. as well for those who buy DVDs such as myself. Have they not stopped making DVD players now, do you? No. I, well, they're still making DVDs because I know. You need somewhere to put them. <laughs> exactly. So, yes, I think the DVD players are still around. <laughs> I'm cautiously optimistic. Okay, so was your second of the year as well? Would you have gone with? It was actually Ladybird. Oh, okay. <laughs> we both went for Ladybird. We both went for Ladybird. And was it both our number twos then? I'm, yeah. not, uh, oh, I'm, not, I'm not allowing Ladybird in this list. Why? Give me another number two. That's not fair. It was out in Ireland in like February. Um, I think I also had, well, it was my number number four, but I also had I Love Dogs in my list. Yeah, cool. Love. That's yeah. a good shout. Yeah. That was a very yeah. sweet movie. I love that film. I was not happy with Brian for giving it four because it's a five star movie. Yeah. It's excellent. And my dad actually went to see it three times in the movie, in the cinema. Um, I didn't have time, unfortunately, but I did get it on DVD for my birthday. So I'll be watching it more now over the Christmas holidays. But um, my dad said he went to see it three times in the cinema. He loved it that much. And every time he saw it, he noticed something different or he got something new out of it. Like it's that kind of film. There's so much texture. There's so much yeah. going on in terms of its design, its story, its characters that like it genuinely is a new experience every time you see it. And it's just, it's so, so fun and the banter that's going on like between like the likes of like Jeff Goldblum and Bill Murray and all of those except their dogs oh it's just so brilliant and enjoyable on so many levels and it's just so feel good like I can't stop smiling even talking about it's it it's a really sweet movie and I like that they had screens where you could bring your dog that yeah Lighthouse did that yeah yes. yeah and we just we were getting sent these social shots of dogs and chairs I was like, like oh this is great <laughs> yeah, just the dogs just like, like we're well, not normally allowed like we're allowed now like what's the there's no way I would have been able to bring my dog to that because no. she Really? would have just like pissed everywhere she's yeah. such a brat like yeah. and she's bought and she would have been running around getting excited and jumping on people jumping and on dogs and dogs yeah like I think that why did you take it there <laughs> I mean well, dogs she wouldn't have done well, like, that sorry she, like, you know, what are you implying about there just dog boy? no I'm just saying just that like dogs when they're in heat and you know you put them like we, we had a dog once that like moving on swiftly yeah <laughs> yeah 
You couldn't bring him out. I don't like, like, just I don't like where that stuff. story You were just going to keep going there. And I was kind of interested to see where it would go, but you're dead right, producer Dave. <laughs> Thank you That's for shutting me down. Um, but in summary, from what I could see of all those dog-friendly screenings, I think that people kind of have enough cop on that they'd only bring their dogs <laughs> if, like, they're trained. Yeah. You know? So. Well... You know, some people aren't trained and they can go to cinema whenever they want. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, so film of the year. For me? Yep. Mandy. Mandy. I have to see this now that you picked Mandy. it for your film of the year. Mandy was my film of the year. I, I fully... Okay, right. Here's what I'm going to say. I know right well you'd go to see Mandy and you probably would like it. You'd go to see it and you'd hate it. Right. I know you would sit and watch Mandy and you would hate every Why? second. Why? Why would I hate it? Um, it's not John Wick. Well, that, but no, but I... Is it not kind of Nick Cage, John Wick? It is. It's Nick Cage doing yeah. John Wick. That's kind of what it's like. No, you see, it's, it's <laughs> really... Name, Brian. <laughs> no, but what I will say about Mandy is that it is, it is aggressively... Um, Anti, not anticlimactic is the right word, but there are long sections of Mandy. It's aggressively anticlimactic. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that for a movie description. What I, I mean, like no, what, what I mean is that sense. I'll, I'm going to explain it to you. I'm going to explain it to you. It spends ages building up to something, and then when it does eventually happen, it's kind of almost cut away from it. If you know that kind of way. That it's, sounds frustrating. It is. It can be a frustrating watch, but like if you get on board with it, like if you can get on board with it from the opening scene, then you're like, yeah, absolutely. You I'm enjoy frustration. Fun. I, not so much frustration. I like, did you it pick it as your best film of the year? It viewer. Yeah, it's... About uh, the cinematic experience. There you go. That's you were it. just trying to be all cool. But no, I swear to God. No, I swear, I swear to God. No, yeah. honestly, honestly. I'm honestly. blind, I'm cool. I like stuff other people don't like. Oh. No, that's not it. That's not it at all. I would encourage people to watch it and give it a chance. That's what I'm saying to you. I would encourage you anybody... You just told me I, not to that I'd hate it. You might, you might surprise me. You might surprise me. But I'm saying I would think myself right now using my prejudice of you or whatever. <laughs> prejudice? <laughs> my prejudice of you. That I think, I would think, towards me. I would think you would hate it, but I would love you to see it and see what you think of it. I love, um, just from like the trailer, because I remember writing when the trailer like came out. And I was yeah. like, this looks nuts and I actually can't wait to see it. Um, but the cinematography in it looks stunning. Oh, and yeah. I love beautifully filmed movies. I just love that. Yeah. yeah. It's really like, yeah, that's what I will say. Like, it looks gorgeous. It's done really, really well. And there's like really like bold choices with the color. Like there are like the whole scenes of it where it's just all in red. Yeah. And stuff like that. And it's really, really trippy. And then there's other parts of it where it goes into like animation kind of stuff. It's just, it's okay. an absolute mind F. I'm not going to curse. It's a mind F of a film. And like, it's the kind of film that like, you would need to see it in a cinema. I, if you think if you watched it at home, it's not going to have half the impact as seeing it in a cinema. And especially... Well, I can only watch it at home, Brian. So I know, no, that's no, a but, bit of a downer. I know, no, but I think, I think the lighthouse are, are doing like You a, have to hang on for one of those grindhouse screenings or something. That's that it. Have. Yeah, but Brian, let's be realistic. People aren't really going to do that. So probably but they should. Watch, they're probably going to watch it at home. Well, like you're missing out. Like you're literally missing half the film. Like it's the same with like... It'd be the same with like saying to somebody, oh, you know... You can watch Gravity or you can watch Avatar at home. Like it doesn't really. You can. You can, but it doesn't. It's not the same effect. If the story is good enough. If the film is good enough, generally speaking, Brian, that won't points. matter. That's fair. That but won't matter, Brian Lloyd. You're everything that's wrong with film critics. You upset me. D, go ahead. What was your film of the year? I picked A Star Is Born. I really do love it. I mean, I know, like, it's all. I agree. All, like, I agree. 100%. It's so 100%. annoying because I feel like it's almost become a cliche at yeah, this point. It is to a cliche. It's already it is a cliche. become a cliche. It is a cliche. No, it's not. And you it didn't even see cliche. all of it. 
Have you still not seen no. the full film? <laughs> he's, you're so full of shite, it's unbelievable. Brian's car was broken into in the middle of the film. So yeah, yeah, but he still hasn't traumatic. seen it, and yeah. he's going on that it's not a great film, and he hasn't even seen it. I that, saw, no, I saw enough of it. No, I saw enough. Brian, that's Brian, BS. That's utter BS. Brian, Brian, Brian only it. likes films that you have to go to like Grindhouse, Cooley, midnight screenings to see. Yeah. So The notions on yeah, it. It's all about notions. Anyway, let the anyway, talk about what you thought of Star Wars was great. Oh my God, everything about it is amazing. So Lady Gaga is amazing and Bradley Cooper is amazing. Both acting, I have to agree with you in terms of like acting. I think that this kind of blows all his previous roles out of the water. I think that he has to get either the Oscar for ac- best actor or best director or possibly both. I wouldn't be He deserves an he Oscar for yeah. this in some capacity because yeah. he, Bradley Cooper did a phenomenal yeah. job yeah, with did. this. Yeah, and you keep forgetting, like you're watching him on screen and you keep forgetting he's the guy that pulled all this together as well. I love um, the cinematography of it as well. Like I said, I love beautifully shot films. I love the music. It's just so beautiful and it does kind of take you on a journey. And I know some people think that the songs can be a bit like hit and miss, like some of well, that's more like, like that's like That's songs. like any album. Though. But as well, I kind of argue that like, still in terms of like where they fit in the film they're actually always tonally perfect if you get what I mean I mean that's the whole idea of her as an artist that she kind of abandons the whole like country thing and she does go into popular music and there are so many artists that have done that like, the likes of Taylor Swift yeah. and that, you know um, and then it's just so yeah it's just so like genuinely moving and I do think that like Oscars really do love the Hollywood story I mean you look at past winners like the likes of Argo uh, the artist, shape of water, stuff like that, and I think that this is the new, the contemporary, the kind of definitive Hollywood story of our times. I don't know. I, I would agree with you one hundred percent there, and it's would be my film of the year as well. I think, but yeah. I don't know if Hollywood, uh, if the Academy are going for those Hollywood type movies anymore. I think just last year the Shape of Water one. Yeah, but that's not that's, that's a, yeah. But you're saying Hollywood, like as in like kind of in jokey a little bit, or it's based in the entertainment industry. That's about a film. That's a film about a woman who has sex with a fish. Yeah, but if you watch it, it's there's a, a lot the of for there's the a lot of like movie references within it. If you get what I mean, so there is it's kind of it's, it, they're film nerds kind of movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, like Shape of Water, like it's literally their apartment is, is above an old cinema and like. The, the fish creature keeps going downstairs to and watch like all the And like the stuff cinema. that they're watching on the old yeah. TV, the old movies they're watching. Yeah. So there is kind of that's just know, not movies within That's movie. just not what stuck out of stuck out. Of that no, it was the fact that it was like, yeah, yeah. There's a narrative, yeah. 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 But um, to go back to Mandy, right, what I will say about Mandy is, is just to make a more salient point, um, I thought Nicolas Cage was brilliant. Hang on, wait, wait, I was talking about A Star Is Born and you're I know, hijacking it to talk hijacking. about Mandy I'm not, again. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, just, get I just, him, get him. I just wanted Classic to take Brian. I just wanted, because I, I didn't make my point articulate enough. But you, but you went on about, okay, fine, just make your last point quick. <laughs> I thought Nicolas Cage was, was brilliant and I thought he gave a really raw, I think he gave a really emotional performance in it. Like, I know that like, he is kind of the guy that you know, like is always screaming at the top of his lungs and what have you. But I think in Mandy, I think he really was trying to really convey what it's like to be in that state of grief. And then, okay, what happens after that? Then you'll just go crazy. Like, and he does it really, really well. That's still, still think his best work is Connor. Sorry, D. Um, what do you would you want to finish off on a point about A Star Is Born? Ah, no, it's grand. <laughs> I can make my point succinctly. <laughs> Great. There we are now. Before we go, uh, we're going to wrap up now. Is there something we're looking forward to next year the most? Ooh. Oh, that's hard. No, Ooh. it's not. It's John McTree, you losers. Oh, yeah, of course. Actually, yeah. 
to be fair, yeah, yeah, I can, I, yeah. Can, I can say that honestly. Like, if we can get that picture of John Wick on the horse, that alone is enough to sell it to me. Like, he's on a horse shooting a guy on a bike. Joe, right there. I, I'm gonna. Re- I think I'm gonna uh, in the next year. Or so I'm gonna rescue another dog, and uh-huh. I don't care if that dog is male or female. You're gonna call that dog. I'm gonna call that dog John Wick. That's a good. I do like I do dog. like a dog with a with a human name like yeah yeah, yeah but like, like with two human names although you know he's a hero he's yeah. not really any human yeah um, because John Wick doesn't actually name his dog so yeah. it's very fitting my yeah. um my or Daisy well that's the first one is it did it never name the dog in the first one are you sure yeah positive yeah it's Daisy's wife's name maybe that's no I'm Helen was his up. wife's name anyway we're looking forward to we're looking forward to John Wick three next year yes John Wick three yeah John Wick three can't wait. And Jackie like Houston's going to be in it. Do you know that? Yeah, that's amazing. Halle Berry, uh, Mark Dacascos. Uh, he's in a really fun movie called Drive in the 90s, which is a fun action movie. Yeah. And it looks like him and Keanu Reeves go at it a little bit. Have a little bit of a scrap. Yeah. Um, I'm dying to see that. So that's my film of the year next year already. So yeah. everybody else just go home. That's it now. The, the, 20, the 2019 version of this show will just be John Wick. John Wick 3. We'll just talk about John Wick for 45 Countdown minutes. Countdown to John Wick 3. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. So we'll be back in the new year. Um, filming and such. Because um, we've just been doing an audio version of the podcast for the last uh, for the last few weeks, so but no, no more. Yeah, Brian. No more. Actually, what will we be reviewing in our first week back? Uh, the favorite. <laughs> Did I get it? Yes. Uh, and welcome to Marwin. And welcome I love to Marwin. that, like Brian, like remembered something and gets rewarded. Like, you know, you know why? It's because he had the date for it initially wrong, and I told you it was New Year's Day. Correct. And then I showed you that it was New Year's Day, and that's how he remembers because he previously got it wrong. Just pointed that out. And a shout out to Brian and uh, to producer Dave as well for coming in because he's technically supposed to be off. Yeah, I am yeah. supposed and to be off. Today, and, yeah. yeah, well, you've nothing else to do, but Dave has stuff going on. Do you know what I mean? Is that your day off? Is it? Well. I have to take several half days this week because I've annual leave left. Same as, yeah. Same, we're in the same boat. Like. You've, you've accumulated a lot of a lot, a of, lot days. of days He's that I was supposed to take off. else to go. You're blessed with cotton socks. That's it for this week, year. See you next time. Which one? Entertainment. I love the way you say film. <laughs>